and welcome to another episode of I'll Get You Butler, uh, with me, your host, the Albert Android. Welcome, and uh, first of all, apologies to uh, our regular listeners uh, for last week, as there was no episode last week. I was uh, struck down by sickness and diarrhea bug, and wasn't uh, wasn't up to recording. So, uh, if you missed me, well, I'm back. So, as you know, last week, well, last episode, we talked about the initial stages of getting out there on the road and learning, um, and the the subject of it's easy when you know how. But I also mentioned a gentleman by the name of Ishi, well, that was his nickname, Ishmael, and he was my depot trainer, my buddy driver. Now... Back then, I was young, 19 years of age, and I was also very involved, or very, uh, very involved in watching the news and current affairs and stuff like that. So most of my information came directly from the media. Not so much social media, because it's not as bad then as what it is now. But most of it was uh, from like news channels and like stuff like that. So, you know, kept myself pretty clued up with current affairs and what was going on. And around about that time, there was all the uh, stuff going on in Iraq and uh, all these uh, terror attacks around the world, uh, various different places and stuff like that. So there was a lot of words and ideas banded about on the media which in hindsight were completely wrong um, and that fueled a lot of prejudice uh, in society all over the world um, against uh, against the you know people from India Pakistan and you know it, Iraq, Afghanistan, and you know all these other you know wonderful places in the Middle East and around the world. And there was that sort of, oh my God, it's one of them, you know, you're a whatever. And I mean, I now disagree with that, and I disagree with that pure and simply because of this man that I'm talking about today, Ishmael. And yeah, I was guilty of that prejudice, and I no longer am. And I remember being in the uh, in the office in the classroom, so to speak, at uh, at Kirkstall, and uh, that was the original depot before we moved to Hunslet Park. And uh, they were handing out our assignments, if you like, um, who was getting uh, which which trainer and stuff like that so everybody on my friends and colleagues that I'd uh, made in training school were all sat with me and uh, you know this guy got Derek and this other guy got Michael and stuff like that and I'm sat there and I'm sat there and I said and uh, John, yo, uh, John and there was somebody else with me because we had to double up you've got Ishmael and I was like oh no and looking back, that was a pretty, a pretty poor thing 
for somebody to to think and i learned very quickly within 24 to 48 hours of being assigned to issue as a as a trainee that all the stuff that i had been taught through media and and whatnot and all the information being paraded around the world from media was very much narrow-minded and misguided um now there are bad people in the world there's nothing we can take away from that there are but there's every single race color and creed has bad people but we have excruciatingly amounts of good people and the same is it can be said from anybody any race color creed around the world there are so many good people and issue was definitely one of those good people and he taught me more about his religion and you know how you know how certain things went what you know what the values were what they actually meant um what certain words meant because there was a lot of words being pandered about in the media uh, that were being used in a negative or derogatory fashion and it turns out those words were not anywhere near what the media was was saying they were and that aside as an actual person <clears throat> she was an absolute riot he, you know he had one of the best sense of humors um, it was very laid back and his teaching style was very, very relaxed and it's something that I later adopted. Um, later adopted in, in, in my short career as a, as a depot trainer in Musselburgh. And that was to, to, to not to overbear the trainee, not to put too much emphasis on this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do. He would say, right, go up to that road, keep going up this road until you get to the roundabout and then I'll get you from there. And then only when he needed to come in and instruct me, that's when he came in. And he wasn't constantly, right, keep going up this road, you do this, you do that, you do that, because there's information overload. And that was very... It was a very good way of teaching somebody because you, you didn't... You didn't feel overwhelmed with information. I mean, because let's be honest with you, when you're driving a bus in service for the first time, it's very, very overwhelming because not only have you got to remember everything you were taught and everything you did to pass your test, you've also got to remember how the ticket machine works. You've got to remember where the bus stops are. You've got to remember the timetable. You've got to remember exactly where the route goes. And this is a lot of information for somebody that's new. Because even though the driving bit it does eventually become almost subconscious, it's in the early days, in the first couple of weeks, months, depending on everybody learns at a different rate, the driving element of it is very much in the forefront of active thought. In the sense that you are constantly thinking about what the next move's going to be. I'm going to be turning at the next junction, right? What do I need to do? I need to look, you know, all that sort of thing. And what I mean by becoming almost subconscious is that you still do these things. You still do the 
the manoeuvres, the indications, the checks, the mirror checks, etc, etc, the internal check. You still do all that, but you do that almost to the point of automation where it's instinctive. It's like walking. You don't think about walking when you walk. You just walk. You don't fall over because your body remembers how it all works, how to balance, how to put one leg in front of the other, etc, etc. And the same becomes of driving or any other learned skill. And so when eventually that goes to that point, then you get the room mentally to, to basically put more concentration onto the rest of it. So like I say, the tickets, the routes and stuff like that. And eventually... Um, more so with the routes than the tickets because the tickets often change, prices changed and you know when Leeds we had to work out the stages are on our own there wasn't uh, set prices or set fares um, the prices varied depending on at what point you boarded and what point you were departing so you know th th that really required a lot of concentration a lot of the time but again just like the driving route learning became almost second nature as well Um which on a future episode I will mention that that was not always a good thing because with multiple routes going similar directions and sometimes sharing the same road for a period of time, mistakes or, you know, little sort of, ah, when you, you're mentally thinking you're one route and you end up thinking you actually end up, you're really another route. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that in, in another episode. So, so yeah, I mean... One of the things I want to, to say coming out of this episode um, is basically that you, people are judged before they're even gotten to know. Um, I mean, I'm a lot, um, obviously not a lot older, but I'm older now than when I was when I started on the buses. And obviously I'm seasoned a little bit more. There's a little bit more um, life experiences that have happened, people I've met and things I've learned. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I was I was guilty of um, I was guilty of things, of thoughts and of prejudices that you know a lot of people wore back in the early two thousands uh, and into two thousand ten and and stuff like that. The world was a very a very un unusual place, and uh, I mean we're we're back into another unusual situation, and I mean that's a whole different podcast in itself, talking about what's going off right now, but. The thing is, is that don't judge a book by its cover. Don't assume that somebody is a certain type of person just by the fact that they're grouped into a certain demographic. And I very much doubt that Ish is listening to this. <laughs> but if you are, buddy, you know, you opened my eyes to something which was both wonderful and you are one of the most influential people that I've had in my life and there's a couple of those um in fact several of them actually I did work with in Leeds and you're definitely one of those people that certainly changed my perspective on life and my understanding of who people are and what people do and on top of that you actually managed to successfully teach me how to to drive a bus um in fact, to be honest with you, I mean, one of the, I'll give you an example of his laid back, his laid back teaching style. Um, 
there was a route we used to do in the city centre of Leeds, and it was just like a little city centre shuttle bus. It went from um, the bus station or the side of the bus station, I can't remember exactly. And it did a short loop around the city centre, and then it went up to an industrial estate on the outskirts of town called Cross Green. Easy route, not too busy, but, you know, it usually had like a little mini bus or something, so like a Dennis Dart or something along those lines. And uh, so we did that for day. We were on that the whole day. So for the first half of the day, we were on it, and it was saying, right, you go left here, go right here, this is this. Is. And eventually it was like... I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident that you uh, you know where you're going. I said, so I'm gonna let you go f- solo for a for a for a run. See how you get on. Oh my god, I was bricking it. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and to be fun- to be honest with you, for the most part, I I did I did really well. I had written instructions for the route for the left and right and turns and stuff like that, and where the bus stops were and, and whatnot, which was very useful. Um. But let's just remember that um, by this point, I'd only been driving buses a week, two weeks, and uh, so I went out, came, went out no problem, came back, and I came along this road, Captain's Road. Now, anybody that's ever worked in Leeds or lives in Leeds and should know where Captain's Road is, give or take. Um, I think it was Captain's Road. There was a cafe on the corner called Capt- uh, Captain's, uh, the, the Captain's something or other. But anyway, it was there was Captain in there somewhere. So I'm coming along this road and I meet the boss coming the other way. And I'm like, oh, right, okay, I need to move over. Now there was a gap, which was big enough for the boss. Uh, but what happened was I misjudged the gap in the sense that I pulled over a little bit too a little bit too shallow. Uh, and ever so slightly glanced the offside wing of a, of a van. You know, so it was a little bit of paint transfer. No major damage or anything like that. Just a uh, simple exchange of paint. Um, and, you know, I've obviously been taught the procedures and what to do and stuff like that. So the guy was there and I'm like, look, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It was, you know, it was my fault. You know, and it was. It was my fault. I misjudged the gap. Went out, took the relevant photographs, exchanged details, did everything. And then went, got back in the bus, carried on. Got back to the uh, to the centre of the town. She was there waiting and I'm like, look. I hit something and I went, oh, so so I did this. And it was like, well, you did everything right. And and the thing is, never got called in for it. Never got pulled in for tea and biscuits or anything like that. Because I've been taught well enough to know what the procedure was and I carried out the procedure 100%, admitted liability, and it was just a minor scratch. It was basically just something that could be tea-cutted out. Um, it was a major, but the... The fact is, is that he was like, he, he could have been like, oh my God, what have you done? No, 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 that's not right, that's not right, right, when you, you're, you're, you know, it could have been like that when I got back to him. But when I told him what happened, he was like, okay, this is how, this is how we learn, this is, this is, this is the thing, you know, these things happen, rookies have bumps, rookies have accidents. And it, and it's true, um... And he also said, this is, just remember, this is, people will honk at you, people will get mad at you, people will, you know, get frustrated. But what you've got to remember is that you're new at this. If you see, if you want to wait until there's a big enough gap to pull out from a junction, you wait until there's a big enough gap to pull out from a junction. And he basically instilled in me a, an attitude of, as long as you are in control of the vehicle and you keep your distance from the vehicles in front or the danger that is in front, whether that be a junction, a roundabout, a bus stop or whatever, 
as long as you control the, the, the stuff in front of you, don't worry about the people behind. Because at the end of the day, impatience is something that a lot of people do have, especially when you live in a city and you have to commute and you're stuck behind a bus that's waiting for 20 minutes to get out of a junction. I know, I've sat behind that bus. It is frustrating. Um, but obviously, I have the added insight of knowing what it's like to be in that seat. And so if you're ever stuck behind a bus that's particularly slow or particularly um, reluctant at junctions and stuff like that, just remember, that might be a new guy. That might be somebody that has, you know, that has, you know, he's just been out on his own for the first time. He's out with his buddy driver for the first time. You know, these things, you've got to remember, and that applies to virtually everybody on the road, whether that be buses, trucks, cars, whatever. You know, just remember, there's always something going on. There's always something more to the person, to the event, to the action that's going on in front of you. And I think that's pretty much the moral of this episode, if you like. If I don't know why we've got morals now, but we have. Um, it's basically that there is more going on. There is more to it than what you actually see. So, take a step back. Nobody's saying you have to sort of go in and, and learn about the person or learn about the thing in front of you or whatever. If you don't want to, fair enough, that's fine. Don't do it. Nobody's saying you have to, but just remember that it's not it's not as clear cut as what you might think it is, and uh, just go through life and you know crack on with just that thought of yeah okay I don't know what's going on with this person I'm frustrated I'm angry but I'm not going to take it out on them, and I think on that note we will. Uh, call it a day we've uh, arrived at our terminus uh, so please take all your personal belongings with you when you leave the podcast i have been your host the alba android aka butler and uh, i have some good news folks really should have put this at the beginning just in case nobody wanted to listen through the entire thing um but uh, we we now have a twitter page uh, so, if you want to follow us on Twitter, where episode information will be distributed and general chitty chatty about things that are going off right now in my current job and and whatnot, then you can go over to Twitter and find the podcast at igb capital letters underscore podcast, which is the podcast is lowercase. So that's igb underscore podcast. And you can follow us and episode information, general chit-chat, random facts, stuff like that. Well, and, and if you want to get in touch with the show as well, you can do so via the uh, via the podcast as well. Uh, via the Twitter feed for the podcast. So, thank you very much, guys. And I shall hopefully see you again next week without any issues. So, thank you very much. All change. 